ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Show. My name is Janice Porter. I am your host, and I have a very special guest, as always, with me today, uh, all the way from the Maritimes, the eastern part of Canada, way far away uh, in Prince Edward Island, is Chris Ward. Welcome to the show, Chris. Oh, I'm pumped to be here, Janice. Thank you. You're most welcome. I am very excited to have you here. Chris is a fellow podcaster. She's a coach. She's a speaker. She's more, um, most importantly, a team building and systems strategist and an author of the and founder of the win the hour, win the day philosophy, which we're going to get into a little bit in the um, podcast. But first, I have to start here. I'm going to jump right in and then we'll talk a little bit about background afterwards because Wow, Chris has got so much energy and so much enthusiasm about the work that she does. And we talked for a minute um, before I clicked record, and I was talking about something about the word focus and and uh, not having enough focus to get the things done that I want to get done. And Chris said, whoa, whoa, hold it, hold everything. I don't want you chasing the wrong things, which happens a lot, and started to share with me what that was all about. And I want her to share it with you, my audience, because we're so many of us in the same boat and entrepreneurs, small business owners trying to do it all and perhaps thinking that we're chasing that, that we're chasing the right thing when we're not. So Chris, over to you. Tell me what you were sharing with me earlier. Well, you threw one of my trigger words at me, Janice. <laughs> As I was saying to you, I was doing well up until you said that. Because here's the thing, smart people like you that get a lot done, that have had success, you know, you're probably the go-to person for many people in your life. And you're probably the one that got the most done. And so what happens is when you're not keeping up at the pace, the ambition that you want to, you start to think, okay, I need to be more disciplined. I need to be more focused. I need to even be more organized. And that's not the situation. That is really just like, you know, it's just, you're chasing your tail. You're running around in circles. You have no new infrastructure in play. And often people will say to me, oh, I wish I was more organized or I struggle with organization. And I tell them often that's an advantage working with me because people like yourself, myself, I'm organized. And what happens is it's really like taking a screw and a screwdriver and twisting it and stripping the screw. You're not changing the infrastructure. You're just tightening it. And so to say, oh, you know, you said, Chris, I just need to be more focused. And to me, it's like, I don't even know what that is. It's like saying, well, I just need to be more, I don't even know. It's just such a, it's, it's like chasing fog, right? I guess because there's only so many hours in a day, right? And that's what it comes down to. But then the infrastructure is not set up for there to be a change or for you to succeed. Okay. So what does that look like? What do you mean? There's no, you mean I don't have help or I don't have a system that's doing things 
for me? I mean, people have probably to a little bit of all of those things. Okay. And so what I would say is what's different about our super toolkits than what's out there is that even people who have standard operating procedures, those are not written by the end user. They're static in nature and they're usually meant to cover liability. And maybe you guys don't even have that. Maybe you've got a mighty to-do list, which by the way, that's a nightmare because it's not listed in chronological order. It's a rotating list of emergencies. Doesn't tell you how long things will take. So you've got these things that you're running around leaning into, but they're not set up to compress and scale your work. And where people get confused, and this is so important, Janice, everyone should write this down, is growing your business is very different than scaling your business. And so when your business starts to grow, you can't keep up and you always have more ideas. Think of it like this, if you could. Imagine if I had a houseplant in my left hand and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This is the first time I've kept one alive. This is going really well. I'm going to get a second one. And then I think, well, I, you know what? I'm really liking this more than I possibly understood. Let's get a few more. And all of a sudden I say, I really want to grow my business, pun intended. Everybody write that down. And I say, okay, I'm going to grow my business. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take these house plants and I'm going to turn it into a farm. We're going to sell these plants like a nursery. Now, what is the difference? The middle part there is just the infrastructure, my ability to yield a large output. But so many of us entrepreneurs, small business owners, we have one house plant, we have two, one dies off, we spend all our time running out and chasing and getting another one. Then we get that one and we spend all this attention on the new one because we never want to be back there again. And because we focused on that, we didn't go out and get more plants. And that's what you do with clients is you get in this vicious circle of, okay, I'm really busy. I just got to focus. Okay, focus. I'm doing this. And then I neglect this and this ball drop. But it's not about with our super toolkit. It's we always want you to be in 60% execution mode. Getting your ideas to execution is what being entrepreneur is about. It's not about the admin work. That's a job. And that's why you left that job. You should be in execution mode more than anything else. Which makes sense um, uh, theoretically to me. Yes. And your um, philosophy and your... um, your book is all about win the hour, win the day. So what you're saying, I think, is spend your time on that 60% um, getting those things done and um, building your whatever, your, your getting your ideas to fruition and, and so forth. And the rest of the, the back end stuff should be done by somebody else. Is that what? Yes and no, because I would argue that my team and everyone that works with us in the winner's circle your team should also be in 60% execution mode as well. Because when I jump to that next idea, I have to have someone to take, come with me, you know, otherwise they're at full capacity and I have no interest in the world of constantly hiring and training new people and expenses and all that stuff. Right. So it's not just me. It's my team also with the super toolkits constantly compresses their work and makes it more and more efficient. So we together can move on to the next thing. Cause I'm sure, Janice, you have yet to run out of new ideas. (laughs) Uh, Exactly. I know. Um, But I keep coming back to, okay, I need to spend my time talking to people, finding new prospects, you know, building the, the business that I like to do. However, I get mired in some of the other and therefore 
it doesn't happen as regularly or as consistently as I would like. So um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is around, okay, so number one, when do you start building a team? And number two, how do you know what to build with first? How do you know who to to bring on board or does it mean several people that do little things? You know what I mean? Like those are spectacular questions. So I'm going to throw a lot of answers at you because I'm all about over delivering. So put, put get, have a safe word when I go too fast and give you too much. Okay. 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 So first of all, let me tell you a quick little story about a client of mine, an interior designer. And this is really important because everyone says, you don't understand my business. My business is different, right? We all yeah. believe yeah. that. So Sue came to me and she's like, Chris, you don't understand. My business is different. I'm the designer. I go in, I just see stuff. And it's really hard for me to articulate that. I can't get help. That's just not how it rolls. But yet she wants to go virtual. She wants to do more speaking gigs, all kinds of stuff. So we worked with her and we started building her team and her super toolkits. And so we looked at her work. And here's the thing where a lot of people make this mistake is, yeah, this is the thing in the center I have to do, but there is always pre and post work. Even if you're a brain surgeon, there's pre and post work that we sometimes start to stretch our boundaries and think it's our work, Mm -hmm. right? And so with Sue, we looked at her appointments and they were about two hours. And so we chipped it down and we realized that a lot of stuff could be done before she got there and followed up afterwards. And we just really, and she's like, oh, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Okay. So we, now we got her down to 45 minutes, close to an hour appointments. So what we did is then in her case, we just stacked her appointments in the mornings. And in the afternoon, she started doing really big speaking gigs and hosting and working with some of these people on HGTV and all these amazing things that she said in this lifetime, she would have never been able to get to, but she was so convinced. You don't understand my situation is unique. Now where to start with that hiring process. Excellent question. So I'm not about hiring, having a whole bunch of people that you farm a whole bunch of different things out, but you bring up a really salient point. The problem with hiring, you know, you've got resources now around the world that are unbelievably affordable. And that also means you get to pick talent around the world versus what's in your local driving distance, right? So that's just widens your resources again. But what happens is so many people are used to the what's out there, the corporate formula. And this is another thing that people tell us that we do very differently all the time is we do not believe in a parent parentified system. Like you hire someone, you check on their work, like a parent, child, teacher, student, and that creates another job for you. Mm-hmm. And so now you're like, oh my gosh, I was busy before. And okay, they're helping me, but I'm having to supervise it. No, 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 no. With the win team, a what is next team, so you can get to what is next, they manage you. I'll give you a classic example. Something I should be working on, and there's always something I can prove upon, is our email broadcast, our email communication to our list. I'm like, okay, we got to get serious about this. I had a guest on my podcast, when the hour, when the day, and she was talking about that. We signed up for one of her little courses. I said to someone on my team, Maura, like I do all the time, you're going to take this training, come back to me. And they, I, I can teach all you guys and everyone else in the winner's circle, how to have your team train and take training for you. So Maura goes off, takes the training. She comes back as she takes it and builds out a super toolkit so that if something happened tomorrow, tomorrow, we, we, whatever she left, which they, they are so loyal because they love working with these systems, but if she got promoted or anything, it's all there. Then she spoon fed to me, Chris, here's the broadcast 
for Friday. This is the template they learned from. This is what you were going to do. These are the changes I'd like you to make. Here's the template from the course. Give me this. So it was spoon fed to me. It took me about 10 minutes to improve my broadcast to my list based on she spoon fed me with a list. Here's the link to the page. Here's what I want you to say, edit it. It's good. And I will post it for you. So I have her taking courses for me. So again, we're always able to take new ambitions and compress them and turn them into super toolkits and move on to the next thing. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, because you, you hit a sore spot with me already in that um, example, in that I do have somebody doing one task for me and I still have to supervise it. Yeah. Yeah. So I may as well do it myself in in that. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I get it. Um, and, and also, I love what you said about everybody thinks their business is so unique. And really, I know, because I get that when I'm doing LinkedIn training. Well, you don't understand my business. And but it, it's all about relating to people. It's all about the same kinds of things. It's just we seem to think that we're the only person that can do it. So, And what I like to say, Janice, is you may be special, but you're not unique. And I would also argue back in what I call the dark years when I first started my business, I was working insane hours is you're all about relationships. And oh my gosh, my husband used to, he used to be about that too. And I would be like, you don't understand I'm busy. (laughs) So, so I, what I would want is let's say I made a connection with you back in the day and I would want to stay connected with you. But what I really wanted was, let's say you were even local because I started my business, you know, 12 Mm -hmm. plus years ago, we're going to meet for coffee. What I really wanted from you, Janice, is I wanted you to say, let's meet for coffee. I want to stay connected. And I wanted that to be it. I did not want to, I didn't have time. I'm busy. I'm trying to keep up. You know, I'm trying to get all this stuff done. So I wanted the idea of it, but I had no bandwidth unless there was a real reason for me to meet with you. Like we have to get this thing done, but relationships slid to the side that were painful for me now that I dropped because they're, they're in different arenas. I would have loved to stay connected with them. They would have, let's be bold. They would have served me to a certain level. We kind of came up the ranks together, but I didn't maintain those relationships because I was always in a rush mode. I call myself a recovering rushaholic, but more than that, if I did meet with you, I would have been clenching my jaw and smiling at you really nicely and thinking. If you wanted to be somewhere else. I, yeah. We, yeah. Okay, let's bond and get this over with in 20 <laughs> minutes, Janice, because <laughs> like, come on, we got to speed this up, yeah. right? You're one of and those I had people. someone say that to me at a networking event once. This is many years ago when we're yeah. doing, you know, breakfast networking in local yeah. chamber. And I had someone say to me, you're really fun to work with when somebody gets to know you, but you come off kind of cold and very business-like upfront. Cause I was going to these networking things like, let's go, let's go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like I got to be somewhere. And I was so annoyed. Cause I'm like, well, we're not here for, this is not dating. Like we are here to talk about business. So I was complaining to my husband and he said, you do know you can't take a course on how to be warmer, right? Like this is about you rushing and trying to get stuff done. Like everything was about what can we get done? What can we get done? Yeah. yeah. So when you get caught up in this web of craziness in your business, I think it really impacts to what you think is important. And I agree with you, Janice, is all that relationship building and networking can't be done rushing. No, it can't. And it's funny because you're obviously a task oriented person. And that's why you do what you do, because that's all task oriented in that sense. But you have to start by building the trust with people, right? You have you have to make sure that they trust you before you 
do all those task things with them and show them that they are special, but not necessarily unique and things like that. Right. Yeah. And my energy is especially high because you rattled me before we started going to use that focus word. <laughs> rattled but, you. Oh my goodness. Okay. But what I would say now is now when I have something like, you know, I met with you a couple yeah. weeks ago, we, I would, I don't, didn't come across as rush. You had my full attention. I was all in that to the, you know, this is it. I can do that now. Whereas before I was running around with all these open files in my head, rush, I got to get to the next thing, you know, or I even said to someone, okay, he worked with me. And I'll just tell you, it, this is not something that people like to hear. I'm like, can you not talk faster? Like it was just like <laughs> these dramatic pauses. And yeah. Evan knows that. And I had, and I knew I was the problem. And I bit my tongue a few times. Finally said, okay, Evan, you're just talking too slow. Like <laughs> I, I expected everyone to go at my rate. Now, right now I'm excited about this topic. So I talk quickly, but I don't rush through the day anymore. I don't rush to get things done. I'm not in this this what a hysterical mode of trying to keep up. And so what I want you to know is even if you think you're keeping up with the growth, if you say to yourself, even once, once I get past this next thing, ding, 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 yeah. that is a huge warning sign yeah. because there's always going to be another thing. Yeah. And let me tell you this, here's a really simple formula for you guys to really let this idea sink in. Let's say right now, Let's say right now you're making 10,000 a month or you want to make 10,000 a month and you're working about 55 hours a week. I would also argue if you're working 55 hours a week, you're actually working 70 because there's a whole bunch of stuff you're not counting, like checking your emails, say, oh, I do that on Sundays, blah, blah, blah. I'm not even counting. So you're making 10K a month, working 55 hours. At the formula you have currently, if you want to make 25K a month, are you going to be working 30 hours? Are your hours going to go down? No. So already you're working too much yet. You want to bring in more clients and more revenue, but the system can't support that. And by the system, I mean, your spine will snap in two. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So you have, um, you've been doing this for a long time now. You shared the stage with some very famous people and um, you have, um, have you, have you taken some of those supposedly on the surface looking successful people up a notch by with your systems? Oh, a hundred percent. So all my clients tell me that they get 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us. That's and the really, yeah. And the really, why I'm so passionate about this Janice is because the people I work with all look good on paper. They, you know, they may have a podcast, they may have a book, they may be a speaker, but the problem is that they're still putting in hours that they did not expect to be doing at this point in their journey. And the really sad thing for me is that they're doing it in isolation after their kids go to bed or they're the first ones up in their family, or, you know, it's like your husband's watching the hockey game on Sunday night. Oops, sorry. I'm Canadian. That slipped out. So, you know, <laughs> what a, the football game, right? So <laughs> here we go. And you're like, oh, well, I can just get some emails done. So the whole point of that is, you know what, you're just going, wow, no one person knows how many hours you work. And you just keep thinking, okay, once I get past this next thing. Mm -hmm. So that's the sad thing is the people I work with, they, they, they look good on paper, but they're working so many hours in isolation that probably one, not one person really understands how many hours they put in. Yeah. We, we fool ourselves constantly. Yeah. 
Um, so what's the most common mistake that small business owners and entrepreneurs make when they're there? They think they've got it now. They're going to build a team. What's the biggest mistake that they make? So I would say that hiring is a whole thing on its own. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it for a long time and we do it for our clients in the winter circle. And we've got a 95% retention rate. Now, the other thing too, is be mindful. There's a lot of agencies popping up that say, well, I will, we will recruit and we'll give you a VA or somebody and they're perfect. Now, what I want you to think about that is we do hire as part of the process of working with us. So we help you get your win team so that we can build that really quickly so we can get you to the important work, which is creating the super toolkits and stuff. But when you have an agency providing that for you or have help you go out and do it yourself, which when you go out and do it yourself, it's a whole thing on its own. And that's not where you want to have your learning curve. And it's not your zone of genius, right? Mm-hmm. And usually you do it in a state of stress when you're busy. And as my husband said once, when you're going blind is not the time to look for an eye doctor, right? So now you've got agencies. The problem with that is this. Let's, let's equate it to like a chef. And maybe you have somebody, they say, oh, you know what? I'm going to send you a chef, world-renowned, amazing chef. Like uh, it just five-star everything. I'm going to send them to your home. You're great. So the chef shows up, but you know, your husband is really choosy what he eats. Your children are really big on like uh, chicken nuggets. Like, so it doesn't matter how great the chef is. It doesn't fit the existing infrastructure. And so I've seen people spend a lot of money in these agencies and then it all blows up in a couple of months in in these big contracts or worse, I hire someone and they expect them to come with the systems, but they can't parent up. They can't put a system in play in your business and say, Janice, I have spoken to you twice about this and you're not following what I put in play. It just doesn't work. So these are some really painful mistakes that are very costly. That is often where people trip and fall in the beginning. So when you, um, and I'm thinking, I, I think I asked you this before, do you hire, do you help people hire offshore um, uh, virtual assistants? Yeah. So there's so many options around the world right now. So you yeah. can get amazing affordable help for five, six US dollars yeah. an hour. And we have definitely, I mean, I have in-house, like a, a lot of what a lot of entrepreneurs will do too, is that being able to hire around the world in the different economical regions also allows you then to support or have local help. Like, you know, I have somebody that's local um, that, you know, works what we call in-house, but that allowed our company to grow me to be able to give him raises and stuff like that, because I could then take uh, affordable services from around the world. So you're talking five, six US dollars an hour. I would also say too, when you're working with me in the winner's circle is that I don't care if you're a millionaire, I wouldn't, no matter how good our infrastructure is, no matter how good the higher E is, I wouldn't take somebody zero and then put them up to 30, 40 hours in a short period of time. There is a flow to that and it grows gradually. So it's productive and gets traction versus you trying to keep up and everything, the apple cart tumbles over. So when you're, th- when you're dealing with people in, um, in some cases, you know, um, countries where maybe their first language is in English, you know, how do you deal with the, the, that, in, that piece of like, are they, gonna, are, are there people, do you find different people who can read and write um, well in English for, you know, to do certain things, whereas other people can do things that doesn't matter? I find that question so interesting because. So if they're not strong in 
communication skills or English, we don't hire them. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. Because you know what? I, we have that in our own country. Like you could go to the corner store and you're like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're saying, but it's okay. I'm just trying to buy milk off him. Right. So we'll figure it out. But yeah, I mean, the joke is if anything, what I've had to work with, you know, I have somebody on my team from the Philippines and I've had to teach her what, when my editor taught me in my book and she gave me grief that I kept saying things like, cause I went to college and university. I kept saying things like, I cannot, I will not. And she said, Chris, you gotta, it's gotta be, can't won't. It has to be able to be read with their thumb scrolling. You gotta, you gotta make this more conversational. So if anything, sometimes I have to say to them, your English is better than mine and it's not going to work online. Here's what we have to do. These words we have to change. So if they are not strong communicators in any way, we don't hire them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I will tell you, Janice, I have a lot of people too, that what would happen is they'd hire somebody and then that wouldn't work out and they think, okay, I just didn't pay enough. So then they hire somebody else and they're paying more. And a couple of my clients come to me and they're paying somebody 40, 50 bucks an hour. And then they were like, Chris, I was afraid to use her because everything I gave her, I was like, am I going to get the return on my investment? This is crazy. And uh, then we found them someone, they're like, Chris, I would have paid I would have paid this person what I was paying the other one because what I'm getting back from her would have been worth 50 bucks an hour. And, and the fact that I'm getting for six us dollars an hour is nuts. Right. So we have, we've had it come from all different angles and they really swear by our hiring process. So now that you have, and have had probably for quite a while, because you um, practice what you preach now that you have more hours in your day and in your week just what do you do in your when you're not working you can't possibly still be working all the time oh no not at all so it's summer right now so yeah. in the summer months i'm i i go for a unbelievably long beautiful bike ride every night i just live for that i live on this trail i bought a house right on this beautiful trail across the island so i'm passionate about bike riding um, I have become addicted in the last two years to formula one racing. I love oh, that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm all up in that. Don't get me started on that one. Um, I like to bake and my neighbors like me to bake. Um, <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. So I have a lot of fun and you know what? I take a lot of time off in the summer. I believe in school hours, like, you know, shorter days, Fridays off. I have family come visit me, you know, and I'm go visit them. So I really do, especially in the summer practice, what I preach, but I, I'm really tight with my hours throughout the year, but I'm especially generous to myself in the summer. That's good to hear. That's really good to hear. Um, so what's your, um, preference with, um, new material? Do you like to read a real book? Do you do audibles? Do you do videos? Do you do podcasts? What's your favorite? I'm a podcast junkie. So mm-hmm. I have different podcasts for like when I'm driving, like I've got all these, it's like a drink, a cocktail. I've got different levels of like, oh my, I need my brain to be a little bit loose right now. Listen to this podcast. So I don't think I've heard, I haven't heard a song in like eight years. Yeah. I don't know what the other, I know. So I'm a podcast junkie. I am trying to read more and more. Sometimes I'll, you know, just devour a couple books in a, you know, in a week. And then I drop the ball for a couple of weeks because stuff comes up. But now I'm trying to be disciplined so that it's part of my daily regime. Cause there's so many books I know. that I want to read. So I am a big reader and I'm going to be doing more and more of that. So, and, uh, I'm a sucker for a well laid out documentary on anything that's behind the scenes, which be careful. Cause that's how I got into formula one, but <laughs> yeah, I'm all that. Oh, that's, 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 thank you for sharing that. Um, I like to ask my client, my, um, uh, 
podcast interviewers, interviewees, um, a two-part question. I'm very curious. I'm always curious. And so I like to ask you, if you would indulge me, what, whether you think curiosity is innate or learned and part two, what are you most curious about these days? Oh my heavens. I, I guess, I mean, I think it can be learned and someone can teach you that. I mean, one of the things I often teach, let's say my niece or, or new team members or anyone, I tell them it life is not about having the answers. It's about asking questions and finding the right person to ask that question for. So I guess I would say that I think it is innate, but if it's not, it's really easy to teach someone that and the power of that. I am no smarter than you in any capacity, but I just keep asking questions till I find somebody that has the answer. So I think it's not talked about enough. So I think it's a powerful question that you just gave me. And yeah, there's a lot of purpose to it. Thank you. And what are you most curious about today? Oh, I'm curious about everything. That's my downfall. I mean, I stay on track. I don't go all over the place or whatever, but um, what am I curious about? I just, I, I'm over, like, I just jump out of bed in the morning, really excited. Like, oh, this is really exciting. I'm going to be interviewed by Janice today. I'm always just, I'm always just curious about that. I'm fascinated by the machinery of business. I'm curious about how to do more more and more with less time, how to serve more people. Um, I have a lot of people that are just so generous to me and they will say that I changed their life because of the work that we do. And so, you know, I'm really curious, how can I reach more people and make them understand that grinding it out is not the answer. I remember having a conversation with my mom one day and I said, oh my gosh, who knew that I would have to learn not to work so hard? Like who knew that? Like that's, the biggest compliment you can get at any aspect in any level of your life, you know, grade one university, your first job. So, you know, I'm really curious to see how I can make that message more profound. So when someone comes to you um, to sign up for one of your programs, um, whether it's a group program or one-to-one program, do you find yourself like, do you see what they don't see and have to bring them to a certain place to say, you know, I see how excited you are about your business. Are you aware that you blah, 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 or that you need to do this first? Or, you know, before we can get you to this place, you have to, like, do you find yourself coaching them in that regard um, of the prelims before they get to the work with you? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a great question. Not really, because I'm not here to convince anybody to do anything. I guess, again, I always liken it to weight loss because we've all wanted to lose five pounds at one point. So I'm not here to convince you that you would have a better life if you lost weight. If you came to me and said, look, I'm tired of feeling frumpy. I hate when I get invited somewhere because then I'm like, oh, what am I going to wear? And, you know, I've just had it. And I'd say, okay, great. I can help you with that let's take a look at some things. And I can just by asking you some questions, figure out like in weight loss, it's kind of like, I'm not a fitness person, but (laughs) in weight loss, it'd be like, Oh, you probably don't realize you put 2000 calories on your hamburger because you weren't even counting the sauces. Right. Right. So for me, there's questions I can ask you like, Hey, you know, uh, so do you count when you're, you know, coming in on Sunday evening, get ahead of Monday morning. Do you count that as work? Do you eat at your desk? Do you say once I get past this next thing, things will be different? You know, there's some definitely tell tales for me, but you need to come to me and say, 
yeah, Chris, I believe you, your business should support your life, not consume it. I believe it should be fun. And there is a reason I left that job because and it wasn't to never have a proper vacation, always be answering emails and to be stressed out all the time. Right. I thought I was going to spend more time with my family, not less. Can you help me? I'm all in, but I'm not here to convince you that you need it. But if you think, wow, I've heard myself say enough times now, once I get past this next thing, then, then I'm here. I'm your gal. So there, there are definitely the trigger questions that, that, um, clarify that the right person is there. And if you can be honest, yeah. And if you can be honest with yourself, it takes real hard self-awareness because a lot of people can admit this to months later from working with us. But the reality is if you know somewhere in your mind that yes, I want more business and yet I can't handle it, that I couldn't handle 10 new clients, even if they came my way and I would want and need that income. But that if even the one or two coming at a time really sort of slows me down and the onboarding is a bit of a clunky thing. And now I'm like, okay, I'm busy this week because I got a new client, which should be good. Mm-hmm. And then there's something scary in the way back of your brain where you say, okay, I brought on this new client. Now somebody's going to be annoyed at me in the next few weeks. Cause I am going to be dropping the ball somewhere. I just don't know who's going to be annoyed at me. Yeah. I hear you. Wow. So many nuggets. Thank you so much there, you know, team building, and systems, it, it definitely is an art and a skill in, in making that happen. And, and someone like me, I, I, you know, I, I think I know sometimes, or I try a new system, but I, it sounds like, uh, yeah, having someone support you and move you in the right direction has got to be a plus. And there's lots of people out there that could use that kind of help to win the hour and win the day. And that's what win stands for what is next. Is that correct? Well, the win team is what is next team. So, so you can get to what is next. So you can get to what is next. Fantastic. So Chris, um, where can people find you? Yeah. You know what? They can find me anywhere online and all the socials, but I will say I have something special for your audience. Free gift G I F T from Chris K R I S.com free gift from Chris.com. I put something very special in there that we still charge for, and it won't be staying very long. Free audio version of my book. <laughs> you want to get that? You want to hop over there super quick. Sounds, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Free gift from Chris.com. I will put it in the show right. notes. And um, one last question. What, what would your best piece of advice be to my audience of entrepreneurs and small business owners? business advice? Yeah. Well, I guess two things I would say really super quick is one. I know I did this for years and years and years. I ran around what I call a recovering Russiaholic, just thinking if I went faster, I'd get things done. And I just skimmed over a lot of things. There's no depth to it. I was impatient and I just missed a lot of stuff and understand that your brain is there to create ideas, not to hold them. Right. And that if you remember nothing else, I say today, remember that your business should support your life, not consume it. Bingo. It's a perfect place to end. Thank you so much, Chris. I so appreciate your time. Thank you to my audience. Please remember to head over to freegiftfromchris.com and collect your free gift. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us a great review and remember to stay connected and be remembered. 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.